Welcome to the Bioinnovation Spotlight at Life Science Org. I'm your host, Dr. David Kirk, and I talk to the people behind early stage translational life science across Europe whose innovative research today may be the blockbusters and game changing technologies of tomorrow. This podcast is produced for Life Science Org, a community where European life science CEOs, founders, and investors can connect, share, and engage with one another. Life Science Org community members get exclusive early access to these episodes, as well as a network of their peers, regular expert insights, and sessions with leaders in life science, as well as useful resources for life science executives. Join the conversation at www.lifescienceorg.com. I'm joined this week by Dr. Edward Green, founder and CEO of Chain Biotech, a microbiome therapeutics company based in Nottingham in the UK that is developing oral vaccines. Edward, thank you for joining me in the Bioinnovation Spotlight. Please tell us a little bit about your scientific background and why you decided to become an entrepreneur. Thanks, David. I um, got my first degree in microbiology and uh, a PhD in biochemical engineering at um, Manchester. And during my PhD, I worked primarily with anaerobic bacteria and then followed this up with um, a postdoctoral position at um, Rush University in, uh, in Houston, Texas. And that work involved um, genome characterization and also in the development of uh, genetic engineering tools, specifically for clostridium bacteria. And um, really what's happened is that research experience from both my work through my PhD at Manchester, but also in, in Texas, has really shaped my career to date. And so to summarize, my expertise revolves around really bacterial strain and fermentation process optimization relating to clostridium bacteria. And I've sort of built from that in terms of um, my interests are largely driven by application and um, especially in microbial, microbially derived products. And really what sort of, I guess, drives me is, 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 is products and applications that make a real difference to, um, well, to society, but ultimately people's lives. And it's that sort of desire and interest really to apply technology that drives my um, entrepreneurial spirit. And, and that's led me to set up two biotech companies from scratch. The first is a company called Green Biologics, which is a fermentation technology company uh, developing renewable chemicals. Um, that company was set up in the UK. It was, um, it was scaled and built out to manufacturing uh, capacity in North America. And really what it does is, is provide sustainable uh, process technology for renewable chemical production that ultimately makes reduction to, um, uh, or contributes to carbon reduction. So that's the first business I set up back in 2004. Um, the second business um, is chain biotechnology that we're going to talk about today. Wonderful. Uh, tell me then, what is the big unmet need that you're specifically trying to address with Chain? I think there's several. Um, the idea behind Chain is really quite simple. So when we started out, we were thinking about using Clostridium um, to produce nutraceuticals, and this was through an engineered approach. And the challenges in this sort of business largely revolve around the cost of manufacture, purification, but also then the challenge of actually how do you deliver these uh, candidates um, orally. The other problem that we're looking to address is significant unmet clinical need. And in a nutshell, what we're looking to do is um, develop effective treatments to, 
for, for diseases associated with both infection and inflammation. And I can give you um, several examples here. The first is that through our work with anti-inflammatory metabolites, we offer a new treatment for ulcerative colitis. Um, this is a, an inflammatory bowel disease caused by chronic inflammation in the, in the colon. Um, it's uncurable. Um, it's often difficult to treat. And in many patients, um, they transition through a, a treatment cascade that becomes progressively more aggressive and complex as the um, disease progresses. So that, that's, that's one example of a, 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 you know, a, a clear unmet need. Um, another is around um, our work on vaccines. So we're developing a, um, a first-in-kind therapeutic vaccine for human papillomavirus. There's been a lot of news recently about um, prophylactic vaccines for HPV, and they work really, really well. So that's that's great. But this will be a first a first therapeutic vaccine for clearing both HPV infection, but also precancerous lesions. So this is a, effectively a product that doesn't exist today. Um, a third example is our work on 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 cholera toxin um, and, and human rotavirus. Uh, here we're looking at targeting um, childhood diarrheal disease in low-income countries. This results in the deaths of approximately half a million children every year. And these are largely preventable. And the backstory here is that although oral vaccines are available for both human rotavirus and cholera, they're not effective in malnourished children. Um, and we understand the reasons and the mechanisms behind this vaccine in efficacy and believe our technology offers a, a perfect solution. And so what we've done here is teamed up with the University of Oxford to use our platform technology to develop effectively more effective vaccine solutions to treat childhood diarrheal disease in low-income countries. Wonderful. Could you tell me how a little bit more about how your technology actually works? It's a platform technology. It has broad clinical or therapeutic uh, applicability. It's based on the use of a single bacterial strain uh, that's been carefully selected based on some very um, special and unique characteristics. Firstly, it produces spores, and it's the spore form that provides us with stability, both in terms of the handling and logistics, but also it protects the drug substance through oral delivery. Um, the spores can be formulated into pills, capsules, or indeed liquid for, for ingestion. And the great thing with spores is they survive passage through the stomach and the upper GI tract, and they only germinate in the, in, in the lower GI or the, the large intestine. Here the cells grow, they secrete the therapeutic payload. Um, our cells don't permanently colonize and will wash out over several days. And this is a, a very convenient way to control dosage through controlling both the amount and frequency of spore ingestion. Other great thing around the, the host strain is that um, it naturally produces butyrate. This is a, a very important short-chain fatty acid in the gut. Uh, where it helps maintain both gut and immune system homeostasis. Uh, and then what we've done is add or use engineering biology to add very sp specific therapeutic functionality to our host chassis. And then through that, those endeavors, we've developed a, a, a toolkit of proprietary methods to engineer and then successfully applied these to a whole variety of different therapeutic candidates, ranging from peptides through to enzymes and uh, metabolites. You've touched on it a little bit, but uh, on how these vaccines, these therapeutics are very different to what's already available. Um, can you tell me why you believe that this is a better approach? 
I think in terms of the approach, um, you know, what we're doing is, is, is sort of addressing, uh, addressing unmet needs around oral drug delivery um, mm. uh, and, and, and a mechanism that alleviates the need to manufacture, purify, and administer the drug substance um, in, 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 in a capsule or whatever for, 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 for oral ingestion. So it effectively simplifies the whole process. And, and what live biotherapeutics do, or living medicines, they, they offer a new therapeutic modality uh, where they impact both on the gut microbiome, uh, but also impact on the gut mucosa. So, it's, it, you know, I view this as a, effectively a, a, you know, a new and exciting medicine that has a huge amount of potential. And, and as I mentioned, this, this, this broad therapeutic applicability. And this is where the engineering comes in because it allows us to tailor and flex the, the, the microbe depending on what we're looking to achieve in the, in the gut environment and the uh, disease target. Also, what it does, the, the spore is, is, is very robust, it's stable at, um, at, at room temperature. And what this means is that we don't have any cold storage, um, or sorry, cold chain uh, log logistic problems around storage handling of the material. And uh, so it, uh, it, it basically has a, a, a very long shelf life as something that can be easily um, distributed across, effectively across the globe um, without, like I said, the need for refrigeration. Um, I think the other important thing to know about the, the spore form is the, um, is the manufacturing process to make spores, which is very easy to do. It's easy to scale and also it's very cost effective. And, uh, and this lends itself then to obviously a, a, a very cost-effective cost final product. And again, one of the reasons why we think this is ideally suited for oral vaccination. Uh, looking towards the future, what is your vision for this technology and where do you hope Chain will be in a year's time? We're at a very exciting stage. Um, uh, and the reason for that is that we spent quite a lot, lot of time actually developing engineering tools and learning how to engineer Clostridium. So not only can we do that, we've done that for a number of therapeutic examples, we can also do it very quickly. And then this has resulted in a, a lot of interesting vaccine candidates, for example. So our next step really is to generate proof of concept data, initially focusing on our, our vaccine candidates for human rotavirus, but also for COVID. Um, and then ultimately we want to progress all these vaccine candidates into the clinic. So that's... That's what we hope to get, certainly in the next six to 12 months, is, 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 is a lot of preclinical data to support the, um, the function and efficacy of these, of, of these novel vaccines. The second area that we're looking to progress is, is really around um, uh, building out the team and, and, and collaborations and partnerships. And the main reason for that is that um, it, it requires an interdisciplinary effort to move through from discovery through development through the development pipeline and taking microbiome therapies onto the market. Uh, and so we need to bring in the necessary expertise to fill that supply chain, if you like. And also, you know, our ultimate goal is to commercialize and generate licensing revenues. Uh, and so we want to do this in, 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 in partnership. So, so the goal is really is to attract these, these collaborators and partners that will allow us to transition and accelerate development of our products into the clinic and ultimately onto the market. Uh, and then the third component of this is, is to raise Series A funding. Um, we need to be on a sound financial footing in order to compete globally in the field of microbiome therapeutics, um, which I believe, it, um, you know, 
are set to revolutionize the drug industry over the next uh, next decade. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, Edward. And I look forward to hearing more from Chain in the future. Thank you very much. If you are an early stage life science company or translational project ready to spin out and you're based in Europe, you can get on the show by going to lifescienceorg.com forward slash bioinnovation. Talk to you soon.